Welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I'm your host, Jenna Josephowski, but you can call me Jenna J. I'm a semi-retired professional dancer, dance teacher and yoga teacher, turned certified personal trainer and kettlebell instructor who helps active women learn to lift and get strong with equal parts challenge and compassion. After years of working in the fitness industry, I got sick and tired of watching people, including myself, run themselves into the ground trying to uphold the narrow-minded image of what our culture sees as healthy and fit. But instead of giving it all up, I decided that I'd rather change the game, call out the BS, extract the good, and help others learn to use movement as a way to build themselves up rather than tear themselves down. On this podcast, we'll explore the intersection of fitness and anti-diet culture and all the gray areas in between. We'll let go of shoulds and judgment and dig into tough conversations with curiosity. Things get pretty spicy around here. So grab your headphones and let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. Today's episode is probably one of the most fun that I've recorded in a long time because it is with my good friend, Ashley, specifically the person who first introduced me into lifting weights and she is hanging out live in my she shed. We are having a ton of fun and I can't wait to let you listen to this conversation. But before I do, I want to give a little caveat that there is talk of some of the rather disordered things that we used to do back in the day when we were over-exercising and not eating enough. And so if you're somebody that's in the eating disorder recovery and you find that hearing about those sorts of behaviors might be triggering to you, this might be an episode to skip. Um, likewise, we are also um, currently having an adult beverage as we have this conversation. And so uh, we definitely don't get drunk, but if for any reason you are bothered by drinking, might want to skip this one also. Otherwise, uh, come hang out with us. Let's go talk to Ashley. Today, I'm live in the she shed with my friend Ashley in real life. So if the audio quality gets a little bit weird here, we are both sitting here huddled up in blankets because um, it's a little chilly and we're trying our best to keep this sound quality good. And um, we're drinking these lovely, um, they're called Choice um, by Minocqua Brewing Company. It is a pro-choice hard lime cider um, that that we found that yeah. we're going to have right. together. So do you want to crack, crack these open. open, have a good time? Okay, three, two, one, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Just this podcast is sponsored by <laughs> Choice Hard Lime Cider. Seltzer. Seltzers. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even drank this already, and here we are. All right, so cheers. Mm-mm-mm. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's tasty. Pretty good. Limey. Mm-hmm. All right. So today, Ashley is here because I want to kind of share a little bit of backstory about how I got into strength training and lifting heavy weights and kettlebells. And if we're being honest, we have Ashley to blame for that. And (laughs) I was, I just, I realized, I guess I really wanted to have her on the podcast for a while and we could talk about a number of things and she will probably come back at some point, but I was talking with another friend of mine just about how I got into doing all of the things that I am doing today. And I was talking about how Ashley first introduced me into, we'll call it legit strength training. And we'll get into what that means in a little bit. And just, I guess how, I don't even know, like powerful, transformative, uh, it was just a lot of good things for me. I'm like, I don't even know if she knows what she did for me. I'm like, I need to have her on the podcast. So <laughs> here, so here she is. So we're going to uh, just talk about a little reminiscing about back in the day and what that was like for us. Ashley, before we get started, do you want to give us just a little like quick who you are and what you do and what you want the people sure. to know? Are. So I'm Ashley. Um, I live in the city of Chicago and I teach group fitness classes at a couple gyms and train people. Um, former dancer, just like Jenna. Yeah. Um, and yeah, classically trained, went to college for dance, um, then just like decided to go to a different path and do pursue fitness. And um, it kind of felt like a natural path going from dance to fitness and do that. And then I also um, you know, love dogs and rescue, help to rescue dogs and walk dogs and 
Um, and now I've become a drummer, so I drum in a band, which is really fun. So just lots of different fun things going on in life. I love that. And we first met through dancing Mm -hmm. back in the day. We were both on work study. Shout out to Visceral Dance Center. Oh, yeah. We were both on work study. And I think um, at the time we were both taking a ridiculous amount of dance classes and auditioning for things and choreographing and performing. At one point, um, Ashley was in a piece. (gasps) That, that so I choreographed, fun. which was so fun. Zazzled. It was called Zazzled. Zazzled. Zazzled is like a twenties. It's it's a twenties slang term for being drunk. <laughs> of all things. Um. Anyway, that was fun. Not necessarily condoning that or not condoning <laughs> that, but but here we are. But here we are. So anyway, we go way back. Um. And I think we've both kind of changed and evolved a lot mm-hmm. from art. I guess that period in our life, because both of us did some pretty fucked up things that at the time, I think we both would have thought were pretty normal. Would you agree? Oh, yes, absolutely. And then we took, <laughs> we took so many dance classes. So many. So and then many. we were both also like working out all the time, but in different ways. Um, yeah. You were doing like the endurance thing. Yeah. Triathlon. Uh, Ironman, marathon yeah. running. Oh my gosh, crazy. Like, you did, insane. how many of those have you done? 29 marathons total and then five Ironmans. Okay, so Ashley is... Mm, forgot about that part of my life. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to call you. Ashley is yeah, just incredibly talented and also... Um, Nuts. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, it's, it's a little wild, but I think at the time, um, you know, when, and you were doing that sort of thing, training for all of the endurance events, wild wow. dancing. And I think I went through different iterations of that. I didn't actually go as hardcore mm-hmm. with you. I wasn't like a competitive endurance athlete, but I did a lot of running. Um, I did a lot of taking of the group fitness and I did a lot of yoga mm-hmm. um, and a lot of yoga flavored fitness. Um, yoga sculpts. Yeah, yeah, yoga sculpts. Um, did a little bit of that. At one point you were coming in the lesson. morning. Yep. I was teaching a yoga sculpt class in the city in the morning. at like 830 in the morning and you would come take it. And then we would both hurry up and shower and like go to ballet and go to rehearsal. We were, nuts. we were nuts. Um, and we're not sharing this so that... I guess so we can like condone that or encourage people to do that kind of behavior. What we're saying, I guess, is that it was pretty, um, it was pretty fucked up and bordering on compulsive exercise. Yes. Um, actually it was compulsive exercise. Let's just, let's call it what it was. Um, it was compulsive exercise, but we were in this like dance, I guess, community, like industry where that sort of behavior is normalized and praised and nobody ever bothered to stop and look at us and be like, hey, do you think you're doing a bit much here? We just kind of egged each other on. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah. Let's go do that. Yeah. Let's go do that one thing. Yeah. Keep going. It was. Don't give up. Ooh. You know. Yeah. Crazy. I wish I could be more like you. I wish I like, could. Yes. And we. You don't want to be. We we have that. And yeah. I think the dance community is not a monolith or it's not a. Um, it's not the only place where this is like, I think this shows up in a lot of different areas where people yep. have really disordered habits around exercise mm-hmm. and then, um, and call it normal. And then everyone thinks it's okay, but like, it's not okay. So yep. how did yep. you get yourself out of that? I'm trying to figure out if you got yourself out of it before me or after me or at the same time as me. I feel like we were probably around the same time. What was your, what was your trajectory with that? What was your path? I can't remember like exactly, but I remember I just got tired and I was just like, I got totally burnt out. Like Mm -hmm. after, it was like after uh, some Ironman or something, a marathon. And I was just like, I don't like this anymore. I think I was actually running a marathon and I was like, I, I got to the start point of the marathon and did not want to keep going at all. Like even the So what did you do? Did you keep going? I kept going. I did it. It was um, the Indianapolis marathon. I don't remember what year, but. Some time ago, probably like not even my 29th, like it was like my 25th or something. So I still, I still did some after that. Yeah. But I remember getting the start line and like, just like not wanting to do it anymore. And I still did it and I was like, whatever, but I didn't care about like my time. Mm. Um, Cause at that point I was kind of like caring about like, I wanted to like do better each time or whatever. Um, didn't care about my time just, but I, I did, I did keep going and I just was like, 
whatever. And then everything I've done since then, like endurance wise, I was like, let's just do it and have, I made sure I had fun doing it. Like that's mm. the thing. So I, so even like, I can have fun running a marathon if I'm like, you know, if there's a shot, if somebody is offering me a shot of tequila, I will take it. <laughs> I'm going to take it and not get judged for it. And like, if somebody wants to like hang out for five minutes on the course, I'm going to stop and hang out with them for five minutes and then keep going versus like, I have to get my time. Got to keep going. Um, so then, and then at some point my like trajectory kind of changed and I was like, mm, you don't need to work out this much anymore. Like you, like I, I started liking like lifting heavy weights and like, how did you get into bucks. that? Who, who first taught you? About lifting heavy. My trainer, my first trainer, Leo, he started, he was, he at first would give me things and I told him I wanted to be like a ninja, like make me do like the craziest stuff. And he made me do all these crazy things. And I was like, this is great. And then I would go run like eight to 10 miles on the treadmill after our session. Oh, like, damn. And we already did like box jumps and like, I mean, which box jumps are great, but like we did like crazy stuff, like lots of like, I was like, keep me moving for the entire 45 minutes, like or hour, whatever long it was. And then I would go run 10 miles on the, the damn treadmill afterwards because I was oh like, my God. I have to run at like an eight minute pace. Like I was like crazy. And then eventually something he, I didn't, I don't remember changing myself, but like he started making my workouts more about like lifting heavy things and like taking longer breaks. And like, like I started doing Turkish getups and like I had, at some point I was doing like, um, like, you know, lightweight, like a 16K, which was light for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing them and like, I just, he just would put like a 20K in front of me and be like, go. And I was like, okay. And then I would do it. And then like a 24K, he'd put it in front of me, like, go. And, like I had like 10, you know, like, like five minutes of rest before doing it. And like, it just turned into like lifting, doing something that achieved something totally different that like made me feel good about myself okay. in a different way. Can we, can we talk about that for a second? Because I think a lot of people fall into that trap of feeling like a workout isn't quote unquote good Mm -hmm. unless they are like moving all the time, Mm -hmm. unless they are panting, sweating, out of breath. And I have to imagine, and you can correct me if I'm wrong Mm -hmm. here, but you were probably going on the treadmill afterwards because you felt like whatever he did with you was not like enough yes cardio yeah i was like that workout was great but it wasn't enough even though it was a lot of cardio he gave me a lot of cardio at that point right and it was insane and those long rest breaks yeah i want to know how you felt about those like five minute rests in between things yeah. and also what they brought to you and your strength and what they made you realize you're capable of. Because I think a lot of people, especially when I program mm-hmm. for them online, will look at the workout that I've given them. Like you want me to rest for three to five yeah. minutes. What, what do I do? Like it's just nothing, <laughs> nothing. It's mind blowing. Can, can you talk to us about your experience with those rest breaks? Like yeah. what it was like for you in the beginning and then what it, I guess, turned into. I actually can't remember hating them because I don't know what changed in my brain, like between like the craziness to like me. You were probably it. fucking tired. <laughs> I was probably tired. I was tired. But like, I, I think I was realizing how these heavier lifts that I was doing, like these more, str- it was more like grinds. Like if you take like ballistics and grinds together, like we were doing ballistics still, but we weren't just doing like ballistics and power moves. And like, you know, he wasn't making me sprint. He would make me sprint at like, this is when, when the crazy me, like sprint at like a 10 uh, percent incline at 10 miles an hour at one point because I think like he thought that was my goal was to like I wanted to be crazy and, and then eventually I think he kind of like realized like maybe we both realized together that like you're doing too much so yeah. like, just pull it back and so like it just turned in a, and then I well, that was also kind of at the same point I signed up for the strong first certification so mm. he knew that I had to like be able to do these certain things um, so then I, I, yeah, I like, I don't know. I think some, I, I mean, I watched a lot of YouTube videos too on like how to, to rest and stuff. And I think it just kind of like transitioned well. And like, I enjoyed, I was like, oh, you, you lift this heavy thing, you know, for however many reps and you, you need to take this time off before you can do it again. I think maybe, I mean, maybe I failed something in real yeah. life. I don't remember if I did, but I have failed a Turkish getup very heavy before. And that was not fun. Can I give a little context around this for people that don't know what grinds and ballistics are? Because I don't know that everybody here is as much of a kettlebell nerd as we are. Mm -hmm. So if you like ever watch me doing like tutorials on Instagram and, you know, maybe Ashley soon too, Mm -hmm. because I'll leave her handle in the show notes. Um, But uh, ballistics are things that, I mean, I guess I would describe it as things that use momentum. So we're talking like swings, cleans, snatches Mm -hmm. with kettlebells. Uh, grinds are the heavier lifts that are a little bit slower, um, that you're just going to use that force. So we're thinking like overhead presses, like a squat, a deadlift, a row. Mm-hmm. What am I missing here? Turkish, Turkish like get-ups, one, yeah. stuff like that. Um, so different, different yeah. kinds of lifts. 
that that we're doing there. But what she's talking about, in order to be able to do something as heavy, because as you Mm -hmm. hear her talking about like these different weights, you're like, oh, I could never. But like, you probably could if you Mm -hmm. were following a strength training program and or working with a trainer who could help you figure out your true potential with that. And also taking enough rest, not only like between each, you know, set of the exercise, but also like in your life in general, like not going to run you know, on the treadmill after you're done lifting, um, and getting enough sleep and actually eating enough food. Um, and so what, were you really surprised when you realized how much you could actually lift? Oh my God. So surprised. Like I was just, yeah, I was blown away, like blown blown away. Like at one point, like I did, and I had no idea I could do this. Like Turkish getup wise, he put like a 28 K in front of me. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I literally, I stood there. I remember standing there watching, looking at this weight. He's like, you're just going to, you're just going to do it. Cause he knew I could. Yeah. Like, you know, trainers are good. They know, they know what you can do. And like, I think 10 minutes went by before I actually like attempted to do it because mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do that. But I was like, you can, cause you now don't go crazy on the treadmill afterwards that like right. you can, you, you are strong enough to, to lift this weight. Like you can do it. And what was that like for you when oh, you discovered I think that was actually the moment that I would say that I was that I remember that that very moment where I did that 28k for the first time on both sides. The left was a little funky, but it happened. I have a video of it somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I remember that was a moment where I was like, oh, this is yeah, this is okay. This is what we're gonna keep going after. Like we're gonna totally get away from all the other stuff, at least you know in an extreme amount. And then yeah. you're gonna you're you're strong and you can lift heavy things. You and know? how did that make you feel? I know oh. how it make I know how it made me feel. But how did that make you feel? So good. Like, just on top of the world. You're just like, I can do anything. Like, in life. I can do anything I want. Like, I did that. I can do it. Like, I literally did not think I could do that. And then, boom, did it. It makes you realize that you're a lot more powerful. So much more powerful. Than you imagined. And so, you then, in turn, brought this to me. Yeah. Because we were... So at the time, and for me, the year I think that you started teaching me this stuff, it was around 2016. Yes, that sounds about right. And I remember this very clearly because I had just gone through, and you probably remember me talking about this over like burgers or tacos or like whatever food we would go out for (laughs) after. Um, But neither one of us were really dancing Mm -hmm. as much Mm -hmm. at that time. I wasn't, um, if we're being honest, because I... I, I think I felt like I had exhausted all my options yeah. in Chicago. Like I had auditioned for everything <laughs> that I everything. cared to audition for. And anything that was left was either something that I wasn't interested in doing or was like completely out of my league and they were yeah. never going to have me. Yeah. Um, and then I, I started realizing that, you know, hey, maybe like I this is not how I want to spend my days. I was also tired. I'm like, I cannot spend you know, my entire morning at rehearsal and, or my entire morning in class, my afternoon at rehearsal and then go teach all night. I'm just like, I'm That's tired. Nice. I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go teach some yoga classes in the morning and make some money instead. Um, yeah. and just like, for me, that was chilling out a little bit, I guess, but I had gone through, um, and, and if anyone listening doesn't know this story, you can go all the way back to like the first episode about my <laughs> origin story. I was going through this like health shit show um, because I was feeling like a garbage person, um, just crash course in this, um, some hormonal issues going on. I was very tired, very moody. Um, I had gained some weight, come to find out that was a result of some thyroid shit going on. I was also like itchy all the time. Just go listen to that episode. It was nuts. Um, Basically... Mm -hmm. Long story short, two failed Whole 30s um, after, you know, about a year or so of trying to do like paleo and intermittent fasting and all of that shit. Ashley just made like a gag face right now. Did you ever do that shit? Nope. You managed to escape that. I had too Um, many people in my life that did it. They're like, you should do this. I'm like, no, I can't. No, no. I need to I'm I'm really glad that you did it. Well, I mean, I did eat food, but unfortunately for me, it was, uh, you know, not enough carbs for an active person and it fucked my hormones. So anyway, I was a shit show. I somehow stumbled into the anti-diet space. Um, and 
really kind of got into learning about like what diet culture was, what all the shit that I was doing was and how it was like (laughs) not normal or okay. Um, and I really fell into that because I felt like I didn't have a choice. I was like, nothing I'm doing is working. Like I had been striving and I'm sure you've got your own stories to share about this. Actually, I had been striving for this like dream ideal body Mm -hmm. that was never good enough. And it was doubly never good enough in the dance industry because everyone like it kills me now because I'm sure anyone would look at either one of us and be like, they are thin. Yeah. But in the dance world, I don't know about you. We're thick in the dance world. Apparently, If we, if we were to go back to dance class right now, we would be the largest people in the room probably in most cases. And that is so fucked. And it's so fucked up. It's It's another story for another day, but, but in the general pop, world we are very, people look up to us and be like you're thin and they well, they want to be like us or whatever, right you know? um That's the dance industry is too. like next level next but level. um Ugh. yeah anyway i just realized that what i was doing was um was not good and so mm. i fell into the anti-diet stuff as a way that was basically like i have no choice like i need to figure out how to learn to accept myself as i am and at the same time try to figure out how the fuck <laughs> To work in the fitness industry yep. while realizing that the fitness industry is fucked. fucked. <laughs> and right. so Ashley and I had, we had a lot of conversations about this. Because, um, you know, we were still hanging out and stuff. And you were at the yeah. time, I'm thinking about this. You were learning all of this kettlebell stuff with yep. your trainer. Yep. And I had just gotten my personal trainer certification. Oh, right. The previous... Um, it, it was maybe about like a year prior, I think, but I was just sitting on the certification because at the time oh, I was right. teaching, I was teaching yoga and some group fitness and I was running boot camps, mm-hmm. and, um, I really just got the personal trainer certification to be a, I guess like a more legit, um, person in those roles. Like I wanted, yeah. I wanted more knowledge than what those certifications gave me. Um, and I decided I wanted to start training people, but I didn't know what to do with it. And so I was kind of like, Ashley, I've never had a trainer before. Can you just like pretend oh, yeah, like you're my train, trainer? Yeah, like, like, like rock train me for it a little bit. Greatest. Um, so good. and it was so fun. Those were always my favorite. Like I would yeah. come down on a Saturday after, you know, after whatever, like the gyms cleared out a little bit and we would play yeah. kettlebells. Oh, it was so good. Um, man. Oh, that was so fun. Those were the Those days. Were the days. Um, just play. I can remember, and I think I still have some videos and maybe I'll share them of like the times I can remember the first time you made me swing a kettlebell. Yeah. I I think I have a video of the first Turkish get up maybe. Yes. Um, I definitely remember the first time you made me do a Turkish get up. It was so. And then that one time that you pressed something really heavy. I still have that. Yeah. Um, and that was, I did, I did a really heavy overhead press that I didn't think I could do. I think it was a 20. Yeah. And she surprised the shit out of me because I didn't realize that I was that strong. And I like. I, I think I just like completely gasped and then I like burst yeah, out laughing and I had like like the biggest smile oh, it's so great. on my face. It was so fun. Um, I am rambling. What was your experience <laughs> at that time, Ashley? That was just um, mine. I, I don't like I don't remember too much, but I remember just being like excited to have you like in my little new world or whatever. Like this is like to, excited to get you to like I don't know be do the strong things that I was doing and have somebody like by my side almost to like learn these things and like, you know, yeah, not to, yeah, I felt less, less alone, I guess. Yeah. Too. It was like, nice. So I'm as I'm a not... dancer, do you know, as a, da- as a dancer who was like kind of not dancing that much anymore, it was nice to have like some one to be in the mix with, with something new. Yeah. And people forget about that or I guess maybe not forget about it, but like don't realize that that's a thing when you haven't been, I'm going to say like an athlete, even though like dance is more of like an athletic art form. When Mm -hmm. you have this like super physical thing that's been a part of your identity for so long. Mm -hmm. um, And then especially when you've almost, and I don't want to say aged out of it. Yeah. Because in a way, I feel like that's a little bit of a myth. And, yeah, we you can know, still dance. We like we can we definitely can still. still. We'll we'll throw up some videos. We, we can. Oh yeah, we can. We can still hold it down, but I I think there's a certain age as a dancer, and I talked yeah. about this a couple of episodes ago when I was talking about um, you know, like being I guess quote unquote like too old mm-hmm. to do stuff, and how in many cases I feel like we probably would have had a lot more dancing life in us. Yeah. Had we like. Yeah. So you like, know. Done. Taking care Taking of ourselves. Taking care of ourselves a little bit better. 
Which is why I hope kids are taking care of themselves these days. I don't know, but I hope kids they and are. the grown I folks. Yeah, take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Go, go to bed. <laughs> go to bed right now. Go eat a bed. taco. Go to bed. Eat a taco. Eat a hamburger. Eat a whatever you want. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want. Right now, go get a donut. Yeah, like, and it was so. On. I think it was so refreshing to have that perspective from you in learning that where I would come meet you at your gym with a guest pass. We would, yeah. we would play kettlebells. Um, I remember you were the first person that put a barbell in my hand. Oh, I love it. And I was such a nerd. <laughs> I was such a nerd because I remember I just like posed by it. Like the oh, I, just, <laughs> I did like this. You were doing this to the center splits and just like, mm, I still have that photo somewhere. It's just, like, but I, so I loved it and I think it was the thing that I needed to replace that hole mm-hmm. that the dancing had filled for me. But also it was it was me being able to do the badass hard things that I was craving. And yeah. I know you crave those things. Oh yeah. It just makes you feel good. It's I, I think sometimes people think we're weird yeah, maybe. that we like to do hard things, yeah. but but I was missing yeah, that we, like, like we love, grew up doing hard things, you know. Right. And like we want to do hard things still, but in a safer way. In a in a basically. safer way, in a way that's not gonna completely like tear us down. Yeah. In a way that can inspire other people also to like yeah. do the hard things. Like, right. And in a way that like builds you up too. Yeah, builds you up. And so I feel like I always appreciated and like you would have never done this anyway. Mm. Um, but like coming and doing that stuff with you. And just being like, okay, and now we're going to go get food. And it <laughs> yeah. wasn't like, now we're going to go eat this food that we just burned off. It was like, no, it was like we're just no, going to go eat food. Now we're just hang out. Now we're just going to go eat food and hang out. And it was never, it was never a part of the <laughs> equation. Never, yeah. Did you realize you were doing that or was no, that just not you? at all. Not at all. So I normally, at that point, I still probably had some eating problems and I probably would have, I in my head, I probably, now that I think about it, like, I'm glad I never said that. But at that point, I probably... Maybe was thinking it for a minute, but then glad it wasn't. Like we had each other to like not. Right. I, I was think just, I knew I just wanted to hang out and eat food. But I like, think both of us wanted to be normal. Yeah. It, like right. what the fuck is normal? I think both of us wanted to be more normal, and we're maybe secretly still stressing about it, but we're like slightly, but like but like no, like, like she's doing it and I'm doing yeah, it, we're like and together. so we're K, and so we can yeah. do this. Yeah. Totally. Definitely. Um, and I think there's a there's a lot of this, and I'm sure you can think back to where there are periods in your life when you thought um, when you thought that you were maybe like over your issues with food and exercise, <laughs> but like really you were just in a different flavor of the same shit sandwich of it. <laughs> At 16, I thought I was over, it. and then whoa, no, 16 years later, you're not still, or maybe not 16, but um, it was pretty much every year I thought I was like, I'm over it, it's fine, everything. Tell great. me more about that. Um, oh, it just, it's like, it would be like one new problem led to the next and you just like, you don't, you can't get out of your head. It was like, not until like, thir- I don't even know, 30, what am I, I'm 36, maybe 30, 31 or 32 was mm. when I was finally like, I think it's actually over. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I think I'm okay. I mean, like, I definitely still have thoughts and weird things still happen, but like, we all, we all do. It's fine. Um, and it's mainly because other people like, you know, when people say, oh, hey, have you lost weight? You look great. And I'm like, it's cause I had COVID. Like, mm. and like, and then they still, but you look great. I'm like, that's still, it gets, it eats in you still. Like, it I'm eats like, in I had you. COVID and I lost a couple pounds because, and then they, and then I tell them that they still like, oh, but you look great. I'm like, so you're telling me I look good when I'm sick. Okay. Great. Or like, you're cool. telling me I look like shit cool. before, cool. but like now, exactly. so you like me better now. So that, so. And that was like just a couple months ago. So it still kind of gets in your brain and you're like, but what, what if I gain weight? Are they going to like judge me again? I'm like, I just have to stop caring. Like, I just don't care about those people. Yes. Like, don't care what they think. Um, so they still like linger, but I mean, it was like not till, I mean, 32 ish. I was like, finally, yeah. like, I feel like I'm actually okay. And like no more problems. I and I feel good. like that's maybe... So when we started doing this, I'm trying to do the math right now. I can't do I math. I was I was about 33. Ah, I was um, probably. There, I, th- I think it was around the same time then because you're yeah. you're a couple years younger than me. 29. And I was about I was about 33 then when I was, yeah I guess I was like around 30. Yeah. When all yeah when all of this kind yeah. of unraveled. Oh yeah, that makes sense. It's 2016 four five six yeah yeah 30 okay right same timeline that makes sense same yeah. page okay great same page um. I'm so old. <laughs> that's. I think that's why it's so good to have like like a good influence, yeah, in your corner and like the right people around you and the right community. Precisely. Um. And I like when I when I think back to this time. 
And I don't, I don't even think you like realize like what, like what you helped like mm-hmm. propel me mm-hmm. into. Like mm-hmm. y'all can thank Ashley for like most of this. <laughs> um, no, really though, because I knew at the time like, and you might remember this for those listeners that have been listening to like all the podcast episodes. I wanted to have a podcast for a really long time, like probably, you know, in my early 30s around that same time, I wanted to have a podcast. The only difference is like back then I wanted to be like a paleo food blogger. Oh, yeah. Or something like (laughs) that. So you can thank Ashley for not having like... (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Not having that and leading me into this direction. But I've got to say like... For the like the fitness industry and strength training and doing hard things, I think it gets a bad rap in the anti diet space. Um, mm. And Ashley's one. Ashley, I will say this. Um, I feel like you're one of those people who is like an anti diet person without really knowing that you're that. Yeah. Like, I, you're one of those people that if I get somebody from the city that's like, "Hey, can you train me in the city?" I'm like do you want to come to the burbs? And I'm like, no. And, and they're like, do you know anyone in the city? I'm like, you can train with my friend, Ashley. I'm like, she's not like an anti-diet trainer per se, but like she's legit and she won't literally. Yeah. Like she will not talk. S- yeah. We don't talk about food at all. Yeah. We I will mean, not like just say eat what you want when you want. Then that's fine. Just yeah. Eat. Like she will not eat. steer you wrong and she will just yeah. like teach you to do badass shit and yeah, not that's, that's make comments yeah. about your weight or your body. Yeah. Exactly. Which is... I make zero. Literally zero. Literally zero. No, no. You're strong. Keep going. Yeah. You're strong. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, it's great. I don't know where I was going with that, but... Oh, I was just talking about how, um, like, strength training gets a bad rap. Yeah. In in the anti-diet space. And I've got to tell you, what I was doing with you, Mm -hmm. um, at that time, was way... Leaps and bounds less toxic mm-hmm. than the shit that I was encountering at the yoga studio. I was going to say a core power. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's okay. You can, you can say that. It's fine. That's, <laughs> they, they, that's, they, they that is, that it. is where I was. And I'm not, I'm not trying to talk shit about right. anybody, but there was a lot that's of, tough. um, there was a lot of toxic messages that I think yeah. I absorbed. I think just through the sheer amount of people yeah. that I encountered, um, that I think, and to no fault of like any one particular person, Not at all, but right. I think a lot of the people that I encountered, encountered whether that was fellow instructors or other students, were very much number one practicing yoga for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. like using it purely for you know physical things, and in a lot of senses, a lot of cultural appropriation going on, yeah, up mm-hmm. in there. Um, but gravitating towards that particular style of movement because they were told that it was something that would make them toned, that wouldn't make them bulky. Um, And I think there was a lot of, um, I guess I want to call it like elitism almost. There was a lot of like, Mm -hmm. like the Lululemon and the green juice and the, um, you know, we're, we're all going to do this juice cleanse together. We're all going to people. Very white very people. Very white people. Very, like, rich white, white people. people. shit. Rich white people shit. Say the, <laughs> say the two white girls, but, like... <laughs> right, right. But, I mean, that's... I mean, that was, that was very much what it was, mm-hmm. and we can see it for what it is at that time, but I think that was very much an environment for me where a lot of those disordered behaviors... Yes. Um, like, like the paleo stuff... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the not trying to get bulky, like the taking oh, yeah. back-to-back classes or, you know, it's just yoga. So then I can also go and do like these other forms of exercises because yes. like yoga is supposed to be just... gentle and it's fine, but like it was not really gentle. No, that was not gentle yoga. No, in any, in any way, shape or form. And so I think in a lot of ways, I didn't really necessarily resonate with the message that I was hearing from a lot of other people in the anti-diet space who didn't necessarily understand the reality of number one, the fitness industry, mm-hmm. number two, like the yoga industry, mm-hmm. number three, what it was like to be a dancer or somebody who had been active your whole life. And they're telling you, well, like that's just toxic and you just need to stay away from for now. And, um, you know, if you want to, you can like take a walk or do some gentle yoga. And I was like, but, 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 
Because my experience was I was experiencing so much like toxicity in the yoga environment. I loved, you know, intense movement and did find Mm. a lot of joy from like dancing. And like by dancing, I don't mean like, you know, just like twirling in a meadow. I mean like, like dance training and, you know, doing hard, right. Intense, intense shit. I really love that. Um, that was not my experience at all. And then being told the fitness industry was toxic, but experiencing someone like Ashley who showed me the opposite. Um, I was like, no, it, it, it guys, it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't. Like, it have it, it to doesn't be have to be this way. <laughs> there's another. There's a whole another like door open for other new things. So, what would you say to somebody who's like, I guess, curious about getting into? Hold on, let me back up for a second okay. before I go into this. Got it. Can we go back to the idea of like legit strength training? Mm. Um, yeah. And what? what that means because I, I throw that around and I'm not trying to like diss mm-hmm. anything else, but can you talk about, because you are somebody who lifts heavy weights and you're also a group fitness yeah. instructor. So right. can you talk about the difference between using weights in a group fitness class versus what I would call legit strength training. Can you yeah. talk about the differences in like totally neutral terms? Because right. you, you do, do both. both. Right. You do both. Yeah. Your fitness is great. It's wonderful. It's always going to exist. It helps people. It motivates people. Um, but it doesn't like necessarily build too much strength because you can't, in a group fitness setting, you can't, there's not enough weights that are heavy enough for you to be able to program like, hey, you start your first day where you're t- t- taking your class for the first time. Like you have like, you know, maybe some eight pounds and then like you progress progress yourself to get to the point where you're at the heaviest set which is probably 15 pounds at most studios Mm. and then like where do you go from there that's it like so i think of group fitness as like strength endurance because sure you no matter what you can't get heavier than those 15 pounds luckily at one of my gyms we have a lot heavier weights so people can get heavier but Mm -hmm. most gyms have 15 maybe 20 and so that's like the heaviest you can get to so we focus a little bit more on like the endurance part of the strength so like Mm -hmm. making you be able to do whatever you're doing like squat, like a squat to press or something, whatever mm-hmm. you're doing for a given amount of reps or a given amount of time. And then like, you know, maybe at some point you might, you might progress out of that. You might have to like go, Hey, onto the fitness floor and do something and grab a heavier weight. So that's why I always tell people that if you're, even if you're in a group fitness setting, especially if you have gotten to the point where you're like exhausted your weights and you feel like you're not getting anywhere, you have to go like legit strength train, which is doing like, you know, certain amount of reps for, you know, a certain amount of times with a heavy weight that you then, like, have to take a long break in between each set. And you and do it, like, three times and that's it. Like, yeah, and eight that's, reps max or whatever. Maybe ten reps max. And 12. that's exactly where I take people inside of Tough Love Strength Club, which is my group coaching program. Yeah. Um, because I find a lot of... And, a lot of my clients, I think, have come from that like group fitness background where they feel like they're running themselves into the ground, like yes. just going to class every day. And they've been maybe going to class for a really long time and they're not getting stronger. They're not yep. seeing the results that they want. Yep. They're frustrated. They're like working so hard. And I almost feel like in that sort of setting, you can only work on strength endurance, yes. which is that you know, longer periods of time with a like quote unquote lighter Lighter. weight Mm -hmm. and light is relative. But when you're, when you're strength training, you're going to train in a variety of different ways. So you're going to work in that way, Mm -hmm. but you're also going to do what Ashley was talking about where you're maybe doing like one to three repetitions of something and you're working for, or you're resting for three to five minutes. Yeah, exactly. And then you're going to work in between there too. Exactly. Right. And and everything, yeah. every which way, and it's you're going to play around with different tempos. Yeah, different tempos. Uh, that are, you know, ways. not just, like, to the beat of an entirety of a Britney Spears song. Yeah. Which exactly. is super fun. Like, which, I mean, some classes I teach, we ha- I legit have to go to the beat of the music. Like, we have to go down, uh, squat down and up on the beat. Right. Like, which, we have to. That's just what I'm right. required to do. Which is one way to do it, but it's also only going to get you so far, and I yep. have to imagine... You, there's only so far, like, even if you exhaust the end of the weights, I have to imagine, like, you can't, 
you can't yeah, go any you, faster. Exactly. Like, you can't go faster. Like there's only and so get the same range of motion too. Right. You know? Um, there's just there's limits to that. And so I think in that yeah. capacity, a lot of people who are only taking classes are selling themselves a little bit short. Yes, absolutely. If if they do want to get stronger because there's a limit mm-hmm. to which you can get stronger in that mm-hmm. I guess in the in that uh, kind of setting. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't actually think that they do want to get stronger. They think that they just want, just want to like lose weight or get toned, but that means that you want to get stronger. So they need to like kind of shift their mindset to be like, I do want to get stronger. So mm-hmm. therefore then if they want to get stronger, they can then know that eventually they can go out and pursue other strength training type things versus right. just being complacent in the group in the studio and just staying there. Forever. Right. Because it's like, will be, it's no secret on here. I don't personally coach intentional fat loss. Like that's not yep. what I'm driving people to do, but supposing mm-hmm. that that's what you're after. Say you're after like a change in your body composition. Mm-hmm. You have to build muscle. Yes. To get yes. there. Like that is part of the process. If you yep. want that quote unquote look of like quote unquote toned, even though that's not necessarily what I'm training people Tony to get. Toning for printers. Okay. <laughs> toning is for printers. I love that. That's a great quote. Toning is, for, we're going to put that on a t-shirt. Um, but if we're talking about that from a like just very neutral scientific perspective, mm-hmm. what needs to happen is you need to build muscle. And if you want yep. to build muscle, you're going to have to pick up something heavier yep. than the eight pound weights yeah. or even or the whatever 15 pound weights. You know, whatever you can just do for like a lot of reps. Like if you can just do something for like more than 15 reps, like it's too light. A hundred percent. You're not going to get anything out of it. A hundred percent. And that's where I think a lot of people kind of, I guess, get confused maybe when they're trying to do like that fewer reps and they're like this. And I tell clients this often. They're like, I don't feel like I need that much rest. Yeah. I'm like, right. then, then pick then up something heavier. heavier. Exactly. And they're like, I can lift heavier than 15 pounds. Right. I'm like, girl, you don't even know. I actually had a um, recent, maybe a week or two ago, somebody in a class that this class is very hard. The, the good thing about this class is it does have a good amount of rest. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's a pyramid style. So you do 30 seconds of exercise one, you rest for a whole 30 seconds. Then you do exercise one right on top of that exercise two. Okay. But you rest for 30, always rest for, for 30 seconds. Okay. And then eventually you get to seven exercises, which is a lot, Yeah. But you still get that 30 second rest. And then eventually you go down the pyramid and end up with one exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always 30 seconds of rest where you can, t- I can just tell people are like twiddling their thumbs being like, when is it time to go again? Like, are we going to go again? Mm. Um, there, but most people that take this class of mine, cause I do tell them like, make sure you use a weight that is appropriate for you and like heavy enough for you that you can like get something out of. Mm-hmm. And most people are like, that was so hard. It was so great. Like I got a lot out of it and they feel really strong and it's great. This one girl tells me at the end of class the other day, uh, that she's like, it was good, but it was like, just, it was a little too easy. And I was like, use heavier weights next time. That's all I said to her. And Cheers. She just, she just she, Cheers to she that. didn't say anything after. I was like, you just need to use a heavier weight. That's, I literally am not in control of how hard the class is for you. You are in control of that. Not hundred percent. And like beyond, beyond a group fitness class for setting for like, I guess beyond like the group fitness class setting for a workout, mm-hmm. you are always yeah. in control always. of how, I don't care where you are. You are always in control. We just coach you. Of, That's it. Of how you hard know? it is yeah. based on like, what variation you choose, exactly. how heavy are the weights. But I don't know if you ever found this, Ashley, because when I was teaching group fitness, I sure did. And this is honestly what drove me out. Mm. Um, particularly, there was one style of class. It was the yoke sculpt. Mm. Oh, yeah. That I was that teaching. This is, I, this is just yoke. like my confessions about <laughs> that. If, if you all knew the person I used to be. Um, uh, <laughs> no no offense to anybody that's, that's, that's taken the yoga sculpt, but I, I was, I was a very different type of person. What ultimately drove me out of teaching that particular format was the frustration of seeing the same students come in and out of my class, like day after day, month after month, week after week, year after year, even, and not getting better at anything because they wouldn't take the, I don't even want to call them modifications yeah. because I hate that word because right. people think that like a modification is worse or whatever, but yeah. they wouldn't do the variation necessary to help them progress. And I'll use like a push up mm-hmm. as an example. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, people refusing and in a group fitness class, really the only op- other option is to like take your knees Yeah, you can't really in a push up. You can't yeah. elevate, which is my preference, but, of course. um, you can't, 
you can't elevate in a group fitness class, but anyway, they would refuse to take their knees in a push-up. Um, and then they would continue to do like the same tiny little, like really tiny, like barely their range of motion push-ups. And it, it was so hard, I think, to watch and to not be able to help them because I feel like had I been their trainer or had I been like programming for them or giving them even like a video form check, I would have been like, hey, you're going to get better range of motion if you try it this way. Why don't you try this variation instead? Yes. And in the privacy of their own home, they might have. Yeah. But like in a group fitness right. class, I feel like at least in my class, everyone was always trying to do the hardest. Yes. I thing. feel like that was a very yoga sculpt type thing. They always want to do the hardest. Do you find that in your classes? Not uh-huh. really. No. no. Um, which is weird. You'd think. Well, when it comes to cardio. Yes. Okay. Like... People are cardio bunnies and they want People to. People love the cardio. I think, I feel like things are changing a little bit. I've noticed a little change where okay. um, I'll usually say like, let's say we, I start, you know, we do something, warm up and then I say jumping jacks just to warm us up. Like I always say you can do step jacks. The amount of people now that will do step jacks instead of jump jacks are way more than what used to be. They tend to be older, which is... Obviously, you know, we get older, we kind of know our bodies a little bit better. Um, but cardio wise, people tend to like, they want to keep moving. They want to like go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to everything else, it's like, I don't notice like push up wise mm-hmm. people. I have to, if I see somebody doing a really good push up on their knees, I will, I won't tell them personally, but I'll tell the class, like if you can do one off of your knees before you go to your knees, just try it. And then that person will do it. I'll see them. I'll watch them. Yeah. Do it. And they do a really good push up off their knees. And then they're like, okay. Back to my knees. And, and like, I, so I think it's like with stuff like, that's like that, they think that, um, they almost think that doing a regular push-up is going to get them bulky, quote unquote. Like they think that that's one of those <sighs> exercises that's going to make them too. But then I think that once I kind of like give that like, just try, try one, mm-hmm. try two, try however many. And then they just, they do it. And then they don't do the little mini push-ups. They do real push-ups off the knees. They're For like, reason. oh, I can actually do that. Okay. And then they come back to my class next time and they, they do it. Which is sounds like your clientele was a little bit different. And I know every every studio, every like location, I yeah. think has a little bit of a different vibe. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking I of, remember that the yoga studio though, where people were constantly wanting to do the hardest option of everything. Right. It's not it's a little bit the opposite at the gyms at especially one gym that I work at. Like people are a little bit older. They kinda like they think I'm almost too much. Like mm. I'm making them do too much. So gotcha. Like, eh, I don't wanna even the first time I the first class I taught there, I said we're going to do push-ups right now. Speaking of push-ups, like, we're going to do them. And they all looked at me like, what? And like, I think... My last instructor didn't ever make me do push-ups. I'm not doing that. And like, you want to know something? Side note. Um, I just... I recorded an episode. I do not remember what number it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like looking it up right now. Yeah, it's with my client, fine. Jess, and we were talking about the idea of, um, like, are you actually getting, quote-unquote, too old or yeah. is diet culture to blame? Yeah. And I think a lot of us in regard to our age do sell ourselves short not Mm. even just in regard to age let's be honest we do it because we think we're too old we think because our body size is a certain way yep because you've gained weight because like whatever thing you feel does not make you look like a fitness model like you think that that you're not capable of doing things exactly because you don't look like that picture of it i guess the way that it's portrayed Mm -hmm. definitely Fuck yeah! It's so and I I hate that. So I have to imagine then some of these clients tried push-ups and they were pleasantly surprised. Surprised, yeah. They're like, so now like I think people have like weirdly like come to my class. They just know me now. They just know who I am. Like, of course I get like new people and stuff. And they just kind of like fit them. It's almost like the new people fit themselves in. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, these people are like, okay, they're just we're gonna work hard today. Like. I mean, people that come to this class, this is the the one gym that I have that we do have heavier than 15 pound weights. So mm-hmm. like if I, I have to tell them what we're doing in class because they're like, we have to know what we're doing in order for us to get weight. So sure. like, normally they just grab like light, medium, heavy. Like these mm-hmm. people now are like, are we going to do single arm bent over rows today? Like I got to go grab a 30 pound. Like let's, I'm going to grab a kettlebell because we have kettlebells in that gym yeah. too. Like, I say, we're going to go chest presses. Like they're like, okay, some of the guys especially are like, okay, I'm going to go get some fifties over there. Like, okay. And I love this because... Great. I think, and this is a whole com- another conversation for another day, but a lot, what a lot of people don't realize when it comes to lifting is what is quote unquote heavy for you yeah. for one exercise is going to be completely mm. different. I was, I was talking to somebody the other day who was using the same kettlebell for like uh, all the everything. things. Yep. I was like, 
you need to come come out and play with me in person because you are in for a pleasant surprise about yourself. Yes. If you've been using just that one. One, right. The, I mean, very rarely can one person use one kettlebell for everything. It's usually we're all a little bit different. Like one thing is going to require something else. One mm-hmm. thing, you know, like, yeah. But people, they, they now know me. It's it's like they just they come to my class. They're like, all right, what are we doing today? I got to know. I got to yeah. know what to do. I'm like, okay, this is great. They're like, are we doing deadlifts today? I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you okay? Like, we're going to grab really heavy for deadlifts. I was like, we're not, but maybe we should because you asked for it. Your, your class sounds wonderful. Oh, they're great. This is just, so. this is one particular class. Okay. My, my Saturday morning 9 a.m.ers, they just get me. They get it. They know it. And then everybody that. new that comes kind of like just fits in with, with them. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what we do here. Okay. It's great. Sometimes you need that community. I think that comes back to surrounding yourself with the right people. Yep. Um, and why I was so grateful, I think. I mean, I've been grateful to have you as a friend for a lot of reasons. But, like, yeah. why I was so grateful okay. to have you in my life at that moment. Because I think that had I not had that influence, I would have I would have been really lost and potentially mm-hmm. gone down, like, a, uh-huh. a very bad path. And I uh-huh. even, like, I remember so... Um, you know, things, things for me went south with strong first, um, as oh, well. Yeah. And another yeah, story, another, another day, another story sure. for another day. We're not going to talk shit about, about right. all, all the things today, but, um, <laughs> Ashley was initially the person who, uh, signed me up, not signed me up, um, convinced me, <laughs> yeah. she, I mean, she convinced me to do my first kettlebell certification. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was so surprising to me. Do you know what the most like surprising thing to me was about that certification? Mm. What? So we had to weigh in at the beginning. Oh, that's right. I okay. About that. But here's the thing though. So we had to weigh in at the beginning, but the reason that we had to weigh in at the beginning of the certification, um, because there were physical tests that you had to pass and there were, yes. there were weight classes in it. So it's like, kind you of know, makes sense. if you were on the smaller side, then the expectation was that you would use a smaller yeah. weight. And vice versa. And so we did that. And I just remember like waiting in line. And like nobody gave a fuck what they weighed. Yeah. Like right. I was sitting there like stressed out like, oh God. Like, because like, I, like, I was still in that place like, oh God, what's the scale going to say? I don't know if I can look in the number, but I feel right. like I, I like I can't make a big deal about it because right. I don't want to cause a scene here. So I'm just going to like see they, it and be fine. And I was so stressed about it. But like no nobody. Cared. Nobody cared. Nobody gave Everybody a knew what, what they were going to be at. And there were a few people that were on the cusp. And they yeah. were hoping to, of course, they were hoping to be on the lighter end so they could use a lighter bell. But they were but hoping like, to be on no the lighter one, end so they would have, so they easier have an easier time. <laughs> like, nobody they would was, actually care about their weight. Nobody nobody there cared about... They just want... Like, I knew I was going to be the heavier side. And I was like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, I, I think I remember not looking at the number, though, at one point. Like, I, I was think like, it I'm was... Just stand here. You just... Whatever. I think it was helpful for me yeah. to be around... People didn't care. Nobody cared. Didn't care. I didn't care. I just want to lift heavy things. Swing. Yeah. Get up. It feels so good. Yeah. It it feels so good. Yeah. Damn. What else are we missing? I don't know. About that time. It's a magical time. Magical and time. here we are. And can I just tell you, like, <laughs> we're so Ashley and I are sitting in my she shed right now. Just we are currently we're looking at my little row of kettlebells. <laughs> so cute. And can I just tell you, for the first time ever, so my biggest kettlebell Whoops. in here. Um, I thought it was one weight. Um, I thought it was a thirty-two kilogram kettlebell. It's not. Um. And I, I, I thought I was such a badass. And anytime I ever did anything with that, I was recording it like in my training log as like 32K. Um, it's a 28. It's a 28. <laughs> I did, and Ashley just realized I looked at it. First time. I, I asked. I looked at it because the color is orange and usually orange. Wait, orange. you think that's orange? It's brown. Or brown. Brown orange. Whatever. Orange. <laughs> I can't quite see it here. Okay. Um, but like brown or orange. And I'm okay. like, brown or like I have an orange one that's that's a 28. And I was like, that must, like red is a 32 usually. So that's not red. So I was like, oh, it must be a 28. And so then she's like, no, it's a 32. And I looked at it. Listen, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's still heavy. It, and also, like, fuck. I want to remind you all that even though doing heavy things or lifting heavy things is good. Um, measuring your worth by the amount of weight you can lift <laughs> is yes. versus like your weight on the scale is another flavor of the same shit yes. sandwich. So exactly. don't do that. But fine. I'm cracking up as I'm looking at this kettlebell because it is it is not what Ashley has informed me Sorry. that it is lighter. 
It's fine. You still have a lot. Like, if we've added the amount of weight you have here, it's a lot of weight. We should Could add Could you it. imagine if we put these all in a wagon? Ooh. Yeah. We're going to try it. We're going like, to pull it around the yard after this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Let's do it. You're going to, like, you're going to hear me come back next week and talk about how we broke my wagon or something. Because <laughs> there's too much weight in it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Where is Love that it. wagon? I don't know. We, we, I don't know where we put it. We used to have a wagon. It's gone. Oh, no. Shit. Did somebody steal it? I don't know. In this lovely, nice, delightful suburb that we're in. Uh, man, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, this drink. is we should we should uh, we should finish our drink before we yes sup. I'm a, I have one sip left. This right. podcast is sponsored by Minoka Brewing Minoka Company. Minoka Brewing. It's called Choice. I wish you could see this, but it's Choice and it has a woman's sign with the. I just noticed the that H and the O. Oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. Um, and it. Yep, it's. I don't know if it actually gives money to. Uh, I think it does. I think they they give money to. We'll rights. we'll read it after. I, I, I will leave a link in the show notes if you would yeah. like to purchase. But I saw this because they have this in Chicago now at a couple breweries. Okay, so I, that's why I was like, Joyce, they have it here. Cool. Very fun. It's very fun. I love this for us. I love this for us. Ah, <sighs> we've never seen shit 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 Creek before. No, I've and never you just seen... said I love this for us. That is is that a like, shit Creek? That's a shit Creek. Yes. Oh my lord! You are Alexis, a little bit Alexis. I th- all right. I think I need to watch Shit's Creek. Yes, you do. Okay, I love this for us. That's um, very Shit's Creek. To wrap this up, Ashley, what yeah. would you what would you tell anybody that's like, I guess, trying to take the leap into mm. lifting some heavy shit and getting into into kettlebells specifically. Well, first find a coach slash trainer to help you. That always helps. That always helps. Always helps. Got two of them right uh, here. But yeah, yeah, you need to find the right coach and trainer. Yes, two right here. Like, like, and that's the thing. Don't be afraid to fire somebody. They, they are if they're like getting into you, your brain in weird ways. That's like making you like very diety or like whatever. Like, just be like, I don't want to work with you anymore. And, and like, it's work with somebody else. I'm like, you'll find somebody. You'll it, find somebody. It really is fine. And and let me tell you, like, there are, and I know. You've heard this from the amount of people that I've, I guess, interviewed on this podcast. I know far too many good trainers for you to be stuck with a shitty one. Yeah. And there's like, a lot of shitty ones out there. There's like, a, a lot. That's a whole nother episode. And like, also like, I mean, this is in be in line with their morals in life too. Like be in line with like what they believe in. Make sure they drink choice. Make sure that they, they care about women's rights. For sure. Like it's. Reproductive like rates. Right. Um, um, just because I'm, I'm just thinking about a few trainers that I know that are not, they're not, they're still pro, pro-choice, but that have other views of like other things that I feel like you wouldn't like necessarily like get along with. And then they, you would, you would butt heads and then like you would just, they wouldn't care about you basically. They wouldn't you know, care about you. And, th- and, and this is a whole tangent, but I feel like this goes back to something that I talked about recently over the summer when there's the shooting in Highland Park. Mm, oh Yeah. Um, because the gym that I am currently training clients out of right now is in Deerfield, Illinois, which is the next right suburb there. over from Highland Park. And yep. when that shooting happened, I was actually texting clients, like people that I know, are you okay? Yes. Right. Uh, because I was thinking they were going to be at the 4th of July parade. And I'm like, y'all, we cannot wait until this shit is like in our backyards and beating down our door before yeah. we care to give a shit because right. this stuff affects our clients yeah. as whole humans. If, but yeah, like we have to care about each other. Like it's not just training. You're not right. just like having someone that tells you what to do for a workout. Like you are in their, you know, their bubble and like and that's, they care, you care about each other. And that's the kind of thing and that's the stuff that affects, you know, the way that we that we show up to train. So much like in the same way that Ashley and I will, you know, come to my shed and mm-hmm. record a podcast yeah. and um you know, talk about all of the things that are going on in the world. I think about our, like, walk back to our house. Yeah. Right. After getting these beverages. And, uh, <laughs> right. And some of the things that we were talking about, but the things that affect our lives is, as whole humans. And that is the same stuff that comes up a lot of times, like, not only in a session with my clients, but also, yeah. like, in my group program online. It's the kind of space where we're going to come in and we're going to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. that we're fired up about yeah. and right and so Same. i think it's important to find somebody that that is aligned with your values and i mean all that's to say is, you know 
and I mentioned this before, if I wind up not being the trainer for you and you're local, I might send you to Ashley. And if If I can't, I have other people. Right. And if I'm not the trainer for you and you're looking for somebody else in an online capacity, I know so many different trainers and coaches right now that have similar values, similar coaching philosophies, slightly different programs and focuses yeah, that right. might be a good fit. And I would gladly send you to any yeah. of them. Just if, having an open mind is good though. Right. You know, if I'm just, not, if I'm not your person. Okay. So right. finding, finding, finding a trainer, finding a trainer is yeah. one. Why I do you mean, think that's important? Oh, just cause you know, if you have a crappy, like if I had a different trainer, like things would probably be totally different for me. Like, I don't know. Like my, what would screw with your, they could screw with your mind. You know? What would have happened if you had started know. working with somebody who wasn't just like neutrally handing you yeah. heavier weights. Um, I don't know. I just probably wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I mean, who knows? I probably would have. In my head, I, I was kind of getting out of that place anyway, so I probably right. would have would have got out. But like, I just wouldn't have gone into what I did. Like, it would have just been like a neutral area. Like, I don't know. It just would have been different. So right, it just helps. And then like, yeah, just like just trusting the process. I guess like if if you get frustrated, just like keep at it and like. It's, I mean, you know. strength training is a long game. It's a long game. Am I not, right? Right. Like, it you is. You need to be in it for the, like, you will not get in one day, like, oh, I can lift the whatever. Like, and just knowing that, like, lifting heavy weights is really cool. Like, it's really good for it's, you to lift heavy weights. It's like, really, I mean, it's really You are cool. not going to get bulky lifting heavy weights. That's the number one thing. You will not. And like, even, and, like, even if you did, like, can we just. whatever. Can it's we fine. Just Who cares? Stop. Can we just stop, like. You're gonna have sacrificing, muscles. can we stop right. sacrificing our strength and like our ability to live our lives to conform to patriarchal beauty right. standards? Right. Can we right. just stop? You know what I'm thinking about right now? I'm thinking about you coming back to your dogs in like sapphire. Yeah. <laughs> can you describe sapphire? Oh, she's just this yeah. cute little pity thing, and she's just this chunky little like strong pity thing. I don't know. She's great. She hates but like dogs. when you like when you have to it's take a- sapphire to the vet. You have to carry have her to ass carry, down three flights her. of stairs. I have to carry her because she's huge. Uh, well, she's like, you know, she's like a stocky thing. And so yeah. I have to pick her up because she hates dogs. So I have to pick her up so she doesn't like react to other dogs. And then like, I have to be strong enough to pick up a 70 pound dog. Like, Yeah. yeah. And yeah. sometimes I think we don't realize that when we're in the moment yeah. in life, like we do this kind of shit all the time. All the time. And you don't realize But like it. when it's, you know, when it's your dog or your child, child or whoever, right. like you don't think anything of it, but all of a sudden somebody hands you a 70 pound kettlebell and you're like, I can't. I can't. But it's like. You need to. Your life would feel so much easier. Oh my God, yeah. Yep. If you, if you just did, but it, I mean, it is a. It's just, you know. It's a long game. And when I talk long about, game. when I talk about playing kettlebells. Playing. Which is like what we did. Um, I think. There's something really fun and powerful about just exploring new yeah. skills. And yeah, it's just fun, right? Yeah, you learn new things. It's fun. Yeah, learn that. new things and and not take yourself so seriously yeah. because, just, like, right? At yeah, the end of the day, just, I think you're just working out. You're just having fun. You're just living a life. You're living you, your life. That's all. And you go through different phases too. I don't. I don't know exactly where you are in your training right now, mm-hmm. but I was talking mm-hmm. to members of my group program. Lately, where I am definitely not in a phase of like growth, not right now, or nope. like I, nope, we're I'm not doing that. Like not we're doing just right now. We're trying to show up. Like I'm lifting some things. Like I, I lifted yeah. some of these kettlebells today. They weren't like the heaviest weights I've ever lifted in my life, but like I checked the box. Yep, you, I did you some. Just, you do what you do at the time in your life that you are. At, right, like you know, maybe we'll chase some growth in the yeah. near future, but right, but now, right now we're right, just trying just, to, yeah. you know, okay. release some stress and just have fun. You know. Move the body. Yeah, move, move your body, body support your mental health. Your, and, and Support your mental health, yes. And don't discount the fact that you can do all of those things um, in a really fun and cool way without yes. um, without having it be laced in diet culture. I guess it doesn't have to be that way. Yes. Man, yes. am I missing anything? I think, that, I think that's it. That's I think good. this is good. It's good. This is good. I'm really pumped to have finally you finished Woo, yours. I, I finished finish mine. mine. Boom. I need to finish I mine. Have maybe one little sip of. No, this was this was really fun though, and truthfully, I've wanted to bring Ashley on the podcast for Yay. a long time because when I think about what I'm doing these days, not only with my in-person clients but also uh, with my online program, Tough Love Strength Club, there is nothing that brings me 
greater joy than being able to be that person to put the heavy weight in your hands for the first time and watch you surprise the shit, shit out, out of yourself, yourself right yes yeah with like she, she knows with <laughs> with what you with what you're capable of and the power that that can give you back i guess what i'm saying is i want to be your ashley <laughs> i want to be your ashley that's what i want to be i love it cool. i love it so much um Ashley, where where can the people where can the people find you? Uh, you can find my Instagram at Ashley Fitness. It's A S H L E I G H Fitness underscore. Got it. Um, that yeah. Where you can find me on Facebook too, Ashley Broadhead. That's fine. I, that's, you can find me there. So neither one of us are on the TikTok. We're just I'm not on TikTok. TikTok. I'm not on Twitter. I don't know how to do that. We don't know how to do that either. We're just <laughs> very. I am on TikTok actually. I'm just not active. You're just. You're just scrolling more TikTok and not like TikTok, right? Elise Myers. That's all. I just look at Elise Myers and just if you don't follow her, follow her. Yeah, um, great. she'll give you some good life advice too. I love it. I love it. So good. All right. Well, yeah. thank you for playing in my Thanks shed and, and, and coming on the podcast and, yeah. and talking to everyone. This is um, like I said, everything that I kind of wanted my podcast to Ooh. be, which is just you know. Hanging out and hanging out. like you're no. like you're hanging out in the shed with us, having a little. Having a drink. I feel like we're having a camp out. It at does this point feel very camp because out it's now like dark and we've got right. these blankets to help with the acoustics, and I feel yep. like we should just like get our sleeping just, bags and I maybe just like sleep here at night. It's fine. I mean, you can. I can't have a dog to take oh, care of. Them. You have a dog to take care of. Go inside <laughs> and, and get a. Um, and I have to teach at six fifteen in the morning. So oof, we don't know. You are <laughs> you are a morning person, and <laughs> I am not. So. Um, hey, that's all we've got for today, friends. I will link to all the things in the show notes where you can find Ashley and give her a follow. And I will also link to my online group coaching program that I've mentioned a couple of times, Tough Love Strength Club. Doors are opening for that. If you're listening to this in real time, um, October 8th, which I feel like is probably going to be very close to the time when uh, this podcast episode releases so stay tuned for that check that out in the show notes have a great day have a wonderful rest of your week and we will talk soon thanks again for tuning in to tough cookie talks i'm so glad you're here if you want to learn more about me and how we can work together visit my website itsjennaj.com or follow and tag me on instagram at itsjennaj i would love to hear from you If you liked this episode and want to hear more, make sure that you click subscribe and follow along so that you don't miss a single show. Then take a moment and leave me a five-star rating and review so we can help this podcast and this message reach even more people. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.